Hey Survivor, welcome to episode 14 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, I'm gonna talk to you about how to respond to red flags with healthy boundaries after narcissistic abuse. I can't wait to break down this topic for you. Let's dive in. Hey Survivor, welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you wanna disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. After narcissistic abuse, it can be so challenging to trust your body, or anybody for that matter. You may have experienced childhood trauma, you may have grown up in an environment where you weren't taught how to pick a friend, who was a safe person, who wasn't a safe person. You may have been neglected and denied healthy attachment when you were growing up. You may not have been taught how to establish healthy boundaries. Maybe when you tried to assert your boundaries growing up, they weren't respected and you kind of fumbled and stumbled your way through life. Regardless of the nature of the relationship, you may have experienced some difficulties in your interactions with other people as you went from childhood to adulthood as a result of the lack of training that you received or nurturing that you received along the way. After narcissistic abuse, it's so important to train yourself or retrain yourself really to recognize and respond to red flags and to establish healthy boundaries and assert those. A lot of times the betrayal that we've been on the receiving end of from childhood to adulthood translates into us betraying ourselves and not being able to recognize red flags and really pay attention to things that don't sit well with us and to establish and assert healthy boundaries. I recently received an email from someone, I won't say their name, and I am not claiming to diagnose or to make any kind of judgment as to what's behind the communication but there were enough elements in the communication that gave me pause and didn't sit well with me to where I thought that it would provide a really good teaching tool in terms of helping you to sharpen your discernment in responding to red flags with healthy boundaries as a survivor. I'm going to read this email to you once all the way through, and then I'm going to go back and highlight some of the things that to me were red flags and share some thoughts about what to do in terms of a response. Hi, Leslie. 
I think more people need to be aware of narcissism as it can be such a toxic thing to surround yourself with. It will help people identify not only themselves, but also their friends. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think your brand is fantastic and I want to provide copywriting and digital marketing services for you. I have a few ideas for increasing the growth of How to Identify a Narcissist checklist by creating intriguing Facebook advertisements and revamping your email sequence to improve your engagement and expand your target market. But that's just my best guess since I've only seen your business from the outside. If you're interested, I'd like to have a quick Zoom call with you to learn more about your brand and brainstorm ways in which I can help you. What does your calendar look like this week? Thanks. And they sign their name at the end. Now I'm going to highlight six red flags in this communication that did not sit well with me. One is love bombing language. I think your brand is fantastic. What does your calendar look like this week? Just felt like too much too soon. Number two, mirroring language. Like, oh, it can be such a toxic thing to surround yourself with. Narcissism appealing to that aspect of what I'm doing here on this platform. Number three, emphatic language. This person states, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The use of emphatic language can be very convincing and it can make it seem like, oh, wow, this person's really being authentic with me. And okay, well, honesty and transparency aren't the same thing. Don't talk about it. Be about it. A fourth red flag is very self-focused language. I'm going to, I think, I want, I have. I'd like to. I can. There are two areas in this entire email where the person asked me a question. One was the title of the email, which was titled, Can I Help? And the second was way at the end of the email when they said, what does your calendar look like this week? Everything else was I, 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 I. <laughs> a fifth red flag was the lack of of a professional signature. This person indicated that they thought my brand was fantastic and they wanted to provide copywriting and digital marketing services for me. Well, I can't imagine a copywriter or a digital marketer not signing off on an email without leaving some kind of a calling card. Hey, check out my website so you can see some of my work. Take a look at this piece that I wrote for such and such a publication. Here's my social media. Here's an article that was written about me, something, anything, but there's nothing. There's a thanks and then a name at the end. A sixth red flag was breadcrumbing language. And specifically when this person says, but that's just my best guess since I've only seen your business from the outside. And it's almost like a subliminal prompt to let them in and or invite them in. What to do with this in terms of responding? Well, First, and I'm sure we've all gotten strange emails or outreach or DMs or whatever, but I thought it was a good teaching tool because these are the kinds of interactions that happen with people every day, out and about, running errands, at a bar, at work, in our families. It's easy to kind of get blinded by lofty language and not really examine, okay, what's what's really going on? What is this person communicating to me? What to do with this? 
I thought of a few things. One is stepping back and assessing the situation, or in this case, the communication, even if it's internally visualizing yourself taking a step back and going, okay, let me, let me look at this for a second and see what's really going on here. This creates space in the form of a boundary. And it also opens up the opportunity for you to practice some self-care. Ask yourself, how do you feel right now in your body? How does this communication or this interaction make you feel? Where do you feel it? Is it in your chest? Is your heart beating fast? Is it in your gut? Does your stomach kind of hurt or is it kind of turning? Is your eye twitching? Secondly, asking yourself, who is this? Can I vet them and their claims? And can I do it quickly? I will tell you that a quick Google search in this particular situation, got me nothing. Number three, trust your gut. Our gut and our brain are connected. Our gut will tell us when something's off and send that message to the brain. They're always talking to each other. If you were taught and trained to tolerate abuse, even by people who are supposed to be protecting you, you may have a difficult time trusting your gut. It is so important to trust your gut. This could be nothing, it could be something, but at the end of the day, it gave me pause and it struck me as odd. Now, there are all kinds of possibilities. We are all human beings who are trying to navigate this world with the tools and the life that we've been given as best we can. And everyone has a backstory. A lot of people have been through trauma and even as we have, the people who approach us or who abuse us have often experienced trauma themselves. And while that's not necessarily the first thing that we want to hear or that we are inclined to consider, it's just reality. However, at the end of the day, your first obligation is to yourself. If someone does something or says something that makes you feel uncomfortable or that triggers you in some way, your first obligation is to practice self-care. And you may not be able to completely exit the situation, say if you're on the job and your boss says something to you or a coworker says something to you or you're in a relationship that you can't quite get out of or get away from at this point. You may even in that moment have to do all of this internally, taking a step back, thinking about how you felt about this, what's going on, what's happening in your body, where are you feeling it? Number four, obey and don't self-betray. If your gut is telling you that something's off, your first obligation is to yourself. That's a way of loving yourself. One of the things that can really get us in terms of repeating the types of relationships that we tolerate is that self-betrayal, that voice, that that gnawing feeling in your gut, that pounding of your chest that was telling you, you know what, this is not a great situation, or this isn't somebody that you need to be interacting with, or that this isn't a very good interaction right here. You need to remove yourself, even if it's internally, just removing yourself from the situation. And how many times do we fill in the blanks, 
come up with a rationalization or listen to somebody else who's got a rationalization for why we need to ignore that voice, ignore that gut feeling, ignore that chest pounding, ignore the eye twitch. Something to consider. This was the only communication that I received from this person, and it could be something, it could be nothing, whatever it is. It could be someone who is young and is trying to find their way in life and figure out how to navigate online marketing and get started. Maybe they just graduated college. There are so many possibilities. At the end of the day, I don't know. And... I was not able to easily determine what the real deal was. How often do we do that in our personal and professional relationships and engage people that end up not having our best interests at heart? Whether it's literally or figuratively, remember, anyone who won't show you their face shouldn't be allowed to enter your space. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.